Hello and welcome to Behind the Drive, the podcast for girls and guys who love Formula One. I'm your host, Courtney Ross, and I am here for you every week to bring you fun and educational content while hopefully making some new F1 friends along the way. So if you love all things formula, then I highly recommend you hit the follow button to join the community and get notified every time a new episode comes out. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Drive. I hope you're all having a wonderful week so far, and thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. Today, I'm having a conversation with Jesse Vector Cornwell, who is a friend of mine, a massive F1 nut, and has recently been approved as a race official. And I was chatting to Jesse in my Discord and sort of finding out what's involved with becoming a race official and what's included, how difficult it is, what do you get access to. And I thought it would be good to get him on the podcast and have a conversation about it because no doubt there are other people out there that would be super interested in seeing what's involved and even potentially becoming one themselves. So without any further ado, let's jump into the conversation. So, um, Jesse, thank you so much for coming on to Behind the Drive. Um, I thought I'd get you on because we were chatting on the Discord and you mentioned to me that you had registered to be a race official for the OzGP. So, yeah, I found it really fascinating and just wanted to sort of chat to you about it and thought maybe there's some other people that might have um, might get some value out of it and want to know how they can get into it as well. But before we get into it, um, tell me a little bit about yourself, how you got into F1, uh, what teams do you follow, all that good stuff. Yep, so I've been following motorsport basically my entire life on and off. Um, Dad usually had some form of motorsport on, uh, supercars, bikes, F1s. Um, I drift in and out watching different series over the years. And I started getting into F1 a lot more seriously around 2016 yeah 2016 um with the footage of lewis and nico rosberg taking each other out turn four at barcelona going all over the internet went pretty viral at the time um and it made me feel that uh, f1 was a lot more exciting than a lot of people seem to think uh and started watching a race here and there through 2016 and then by the end of 2017 i was watching every race either live or within a week oh no that definitely was something that was such a pivotal moment I think that that got a lot of um people that weren't probably into F1 yeah made them sort of (laughs) put their attention on it and go hang on a sec what is this sport because yeah it was such a good battle between the two of them so yeah I'm not surprised that that's sort of what enticed you into getting into it so are you are you a Merck fan is that is that who you still follow now or do you follow a driver what's the sort of so favorite driver Danny Rick uh 
partially Aussie pride, partially his personality. I just think he's a great driver as well. Um, hoping that he can still get a, a title before he retires. Um, and happy to see him at McLaren this year because that's the team that I follow. Yeah, same. I think like we have a right. We have to uh, follow Danny. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Aussie, you got to do it. Um, and McLaren, I think it might look good for him this year. I think second year in the team might start improving a little bit for him. He might be feeling a little more comfortable with it. So. Yeah, and it's a brand new regs. He's been helping build the car. I think he's got a lot better chance, especially after winning a race last season for the first time in 10 years for McLaren. So, yeah, I think he's proved himself and I, I'm hoping he can pull out a championship. Fingers crossed. <laughs> so, um, what made you want to be a race official, I guess? What made you want to get into it? Um, it boils down to the pandemic, really. Everyone's uh, helped me get through a lot of it. Uh, give me something to look forward to every week or two. Um, and want to sort of give back to that and be a part of the action, make sure these events run smoothly, hopefully get some other people in into the sport as well. Um, just giving my, my experiences at, at the track and yeah, helping, helping make sure the events run smoothly for other people to watch as well. So I guess then um, in terms of the license, what does that actually give you access to or like what can you actually do with the license? So first, just being a member with Motorsport Australia, uh, the governing body for this, um, gives you some membership rewards such as discounts on insurance, workwear, motorsport gear, like helmets, hotel discounts. Um, I think they've got a florist partnership at the moment. Um, so just signing up as a member gives you access to that. For the license specifically, I've got a, a general officials license now, uh, which lets me run, uh, lets me work at an event as a volunteer for basically any discipline. Um, there's a couple of specialist disciplines, um, such as presenter, event assessor, uh, alcohol testing official, and some appointed, especially appointed positions like track inspector that I can't do unless I'm uh, given the specialist training or appointed into those roles. Um, but all of the other disciplines for uh, helping the race run, such as flag marshal, track marshal, scrutineering, stewardship, um, race control, anything like that, I can volunteer for and work in those positions with the general inspector's license. Uh, I do, uh, with the general inspector's license, I do need to be supervised to some extent, uh, whether that's directly or just being a junior member of I for team. Um, and then once I've got experience in uh, a sufficient amount of experience in any given discipline, I can go on to further training and get a higher level license in those specific disciplines. That would be awesome. Just going back to the membership, I didn't even know that you'd get all the perks of like discounted race gear and, and the, I don't know why the florist, that's an interesting uh, <laughs> partnership. Yeah, they've got some, got some interesting partnerships in there, but it's a, it's a nice little package if you want to sign up at motorsport.org.au to be a Motorsport Australia member. So how much does it actually cost to be a member? Like, is that an annual thing that you renew Absolutely every year? Absolutely nothing. It costs oh, nothing to okay. sign up and be a member. 
<laughs> I need to get on top of this. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, I need some new race gear. So, uh, well, m bike riding gear, not racing. But um, yeah, I should probably check that out. I had no idea. So, yeah. well, that's really good. Um, what was actually involved in going for the license then? Sure. There's, there's two pathways to getting the general officials license. Um, the first is the trickier of the two. Just show up to an event and volunteer. Um, got to get a bit lucky with that one because a small event might not have enough officials that are able to supervise you in your first event or a bigger event like Bathurst or the Australian GP might not have any positions that need filling because a lot of officials already volunteer their time before the event. Uh, but it is technically possible to just show up, fill out some paperwork and start volunteering and you get a 30-day license from there and then go on and do a little bit of an assessment after the fact. The way that I've gone into it is to sign up as a Motorsport Australia member and then there is an online course to uh, to complete that gives you the licensing. Um, it's not particularly long. I think I did in four or five hours while taking notes. Um, and that, that gives you the license. Uh, if you're a resident of Victoria or plan on volunteering in Victoria, you also need a working with children check for the license to be valid. Hmm. Okay. So I'm, I'm not sure if you know the answer to this and um, I'm sorry I didn't prep you for this question, but if you did just go down the route of turning up and trying to volunteer on the day for maybe smaller events, not necessarily the AusGP, um, would you then have to go back and do that training that you did online at some point anyway, if you wanted to sort of like officialize it or are you just limited with what you can maybe do? I believe there's a smaller bit of training that you need to complete. It's not the full course. Um, essentially the, the supervised volunteer work that you do on the day counts as a substitute for the coursework is my understanding. Well, that's pretty good um, and it doesn't sound too difficult actually so yeah maybe it's um, something that people can easily sort of access and, and start doing. Yeah, yeah the, the course is uh, structured like if you've ever done a, a corporate training for personal safety or information security anti-phishing it's structured in a very similar way to that and it goes through things like your rights and responsibilities as an official the different practices that you can specialize in, um, how to be safe around cars and the track, and yeah, all the things you need to know at a very base level. It doesn't go into any specifics on any particular discipline. Though. So that's something you'd have to learn on the job after you've got your license. Awesome. And then what is sort of like the selection process once you've got your license like do you put your hand up for various areas or categories or could you basically be put into whatever's available how does that work so for a large event like the ausgp that i've signed up for uh, you register an expression of interest there's a booking system online um, that has a first and second preference for positions that you can fill in um, so if your first preference is track marshal and second preference is flag marshal, you'd select those um, you put your license number and a few other uh, credentials and that puts you into the pool for selection. 
And then when the event is confirmed going ahead and they're trying to figure out how many people they need, you may be put into another area, uh, depending on how many people signed up for each discipline, how much experience you have, uh, where they need people. So which, uh, which areas would you put your hand up for then? What ones would you sort of most like to, to work in? Uh, probably flag, track marshal, sector marshal being up with the action side of the track. Um, but for uh, the OzGP, just as a beginner, the easiest marshalling position is the uh, crowd marshal or spectator marshal. Um, making sure that people know where to go, safe exits, um, helping people navigate the circuit, making sure they're not standing too close to the barriers, things like that. And I feel like um, the more you do it or the more experience you get, the more likely you are to sort of get bumped up into those maybe funner categories or areas uh, that you can work in. Yeah, so that actually ties into the, the further accreditation that you can do. Um, so the general official license just lets you do anything at a very base level under supervision. Above that is a uh, two pathways, really. So you've got your specialist ungraded uh, licenses that you can go into, and those are for vehicle recovery, medical, and fire rescue. Um, they're ungraded, meaning they don't have a bronze, silver, gold grating on them. Uh, but you do need to prove that you've got additional training outside of your volunteer work for filling in those particular roles, such as a, a forklift and crane license to do vehicle recovery. Then you've got your graded licenses, which are bronze, silver, and gold in each individual discipline. Um, so you could be a bronze timekeeping and scoring official, but have a silver or gold circuit or track uh, Marshal official license um, and they're fairly broad licenses um, for the specialization. Uh, Motorsport Australia have actually recently reduced the number of licenses so instead of having a license for uh, sector marshal and flag marshal and pit lane marshal it's been brought down in uh, number so that you have a track marshal, a off-road marshal and a rally marshal that you can specialize in. And that gives you access to do all of the particular roles in those types of events. So then um, I guess the next sort of follow-on question would be how long do the licenses last? And is there sort of like ongoing training that you have to do to sort of maintain it? Yeah, so for a general license or a bronze license, there aren't any particular um, maintenance requirements for those. You, they last four years, but they can be extended without needing to do any additional work after that. You just need to sign online and click a button, essentially. For silver and gold licenses, you do need to prove that you've used your license at an appropriate level in the past four years. Um, so a bronze license gives you the authority to act as a lead in your particular discipline at a state level. Silver is at a national level. So for the supercars and gold is a lead at an international level. So for the, the F1s, say. Um, so to maintain a, a gold level, you would need to prove that you've done your particular discipline at, say, the F1s or another international level event. 
It sounds um, very structured, which is probably a good thing because you don't want any man and their dogs that are coming in and going, you know, for the higher positions in the either the race control or flags or anything like that. So, yeah. And then, yeah, um, I guess lastly, if anyone's interested in, I guess, signing up or wanting to do it themselves, um, where can they sort of go or what would you recommend? Um, so if you have any questions for me on my experiences signing up, the Behind the Drive Discord server, you can reach out to me through that. Uh, otherwise, the, the absolute best place to go is the Motorsport Australia website, which is motorsport.org.au. That'll have all the information you need uh, on the accreditation pathways, how to sign up. Once you've become a member, you just need to do the, uh, the general official training online and then wait until someone has a chance to review your results. And then if you're in Victoria, provide a working with children check and that'll get you your general official's license. Awesome. Yeah, I, I'm really hopeful that the F1 goes ahead. Um, so at so least you get the opportunity to do it. <laughs> um, and it'd be great if you do end up doing it um, to get you back on the show. And, you know, you can sort of talk about how your experience was and, yeah, what it was like and everything like that. So, that yeah. Like um, I'd love to. Awesome. Well, it was so good having you on. Thank you so much for coming onto the show and, and chatting to us. And hopefully some of the fans of the show have had some value out of it and learned something from it. Um, and yeah, come join the Discord. Um, come chat to us both. He's obviously very knowledgeable in, in everything to do with the licensing and how to become a race official. So yeah, without anything else, um, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on, Jesse. Thanks for having me on. And um, we'll catch you next time.